This is the Vice Guide to Right Now, a daily rundown of all things Vice. It's Thursday, January 25th. I'm Chris Hurdy. Today, we're taking a look at sexual harassment in nightclubs and zooming in on the forward-thinking New York venues who are taking a stand to make safer, consent-focused party spaces. But first, the headlines. Senate Minority Leader Chuck Schumer said that his party's offer of $25 billion to help construct a wall on the southern border was now off the table. Schumer added that negotiations with the GOP over DACA and border security funding would, quote, have to start on a new basis. The 15-year-old boy suspected of killing two people after opening fire at Marshall County High School in Kentucky has been taken into police custody. He faces several charges, including two counts of murder and more than one count of attempted murder. A 15-year-old girl and 15-year-old boy were killed and 18 others injured in the school shooting. And the sci-fi and fantasy writer Ursula K. Le Guin died at 88 on Monday at her home in Portland, Oregon. Stephen King paid tribute to her on Twitter, writing, quote, not just a science fiction writer, a literary icon. And now here's the news you won't get anywhere else. Nightclubs are dark, loud, sweaty, and intimate. They're places where people can let go, express themselves, and meet new people. But they're also places where boundaries can get blurred and harmful behavior can go unchecked. Amid an intensifying debate around sexual harassment, recently supercharged by the Me Too movement, nightlife establishments are finding it increasingly important to confront problematic behavior on the dance floor. Here's senior editor of Vice Digital, Emily Friedlander, speaking with journalist Will Kager-Smith on the story. So how did you come up with the idea for this piece? I was at a nightclub called House of Yes in Brooklyn on Friday the 13th of October last year. So this was just a week after the Harvey Weinstein story broke. I left early myself that night but I was talking to friends the next day and they were telling me some stories about how they had seen people getting groped on the dance floor and I found this shocking for two reasons firstly because this was just a week after the Weinstein story and we were just at the start of this huge debate around harassment and how pervasive it is in society secondly House of Yes brands itself as a very sex-positive, consent-focused space. And as I thought about it more, I realized that these stories weren't unique to House of Yes. Um, And as I talked to more people, everyone seemed to have a story like this where they had experienced some kind of unwanted behavior at a nightclub. And I just thought, this is a discussion that needs to be had. This is clearly a a problem. It's, It's something that we need to talk about. Little statistical data is available on the prevalence of sexual harassment at clubs, but your piece suggests that these spaces are particularly conducive to disrespectful behavior. Why would you say that is? Nightclubs are spaces where people go to enjoy themselves, they drink, they take drugs, they're dark, they're loud, people are very close to one another, and, you know, often there is a very kind of sexual subtext like people go there late at night everyone's drunk or high and they are looking to meet people to hook up and people kind of feel emboldened in that sort of situation to 
push boundaries that they ordinarily wouldn't push. Clubs, they can become a bit of a grey zone in terms of that sort of behaviour and that they require a slightly different approach to dealing with that behaviour than other situations. Yeah, how would you define that approach and what is the trend that you noticed when you started talking to venues about this? I found it shocking that um, more clubs didn't come forward when I contacted them and say, yeah, of course we have a policy for dealing with harassment on the dance floor. We want to make sure that everyone is safe in our venue. I basically found that the clubs that push a kind of sex positive vibe like House of Yes or places that are run by the people that own them or run where the people that own them are are very closely involved in management, they tended to have a more proactive approach to this kind of thing. To your knowledge, how do clubs traditionally police these sorts of incidents? From reporting on this article, it became clear that most clubs, they would probably have had a discussion around this internally with their staff, but it's not something that is publicly announced as this is our policy on harassment. It became clear that most clubs have a policy towards security that is basically geared towards what club management would consider to be bigger priorities than harassment. For example, physical altercations, making sure that people don't drink too much, basically making sure that order is kept in the club. And these incidents of harassment, which are maybe harder to spot or they're situations that that require a bit more sensitivity to detect and to deal with, are something that kind of slips through the net. What are venues like House of Yes and some of the other places you spoke to doing to curb the problem? So House of Yes is being pretty proactive about it. They have hired some extra security guards that are what they call floating security guards. So they are kind of roaming the dance floor and looking out for this kind of behavior. And the other major point of these floating security guards is to be there on the dance floor and available so that if people do experience harassment they can um, find these security guards straight away identify them easily and they can point out the perpetrators and they can sort out the situation without having to walk away and find a security guard at the door or somewhere else in the club so the idea is to have security more available. In the article, you also talk about how House of Yes's management team takes it upon um, itself to remind people of consent. Yeah, so this is something that they've been doing for quite a while. For at least a year, they've included this boilerplate paragraph at the bottom of all their event pages. It's a policy that talks about how preoccupied they are with consent and how you clearly must ask for permission before touching anyone in the club and if you don't do that you're going to get thrown out they've been adding this paragraph to their event pages for at least a year now and one of the things that they've done on top of that in response to an increase in reports of sexual harassment as the club has become more popular is that they now also have people who are what they call line entertainers um, or activators, I think is what they call them. 
before they would just keep people entertained but now those line activators also deliver a quick kind of education on the club's policy on consent just to make sure that everyone is informed and that everyone is aware of the kind of club that they're entering you've been using this term sex positive referring to house of yes that it's a sex positive space can you explain what that means for people who might not be familiar I actually have the dictionary definition of uh, sex positivity. It's an attitude towards human sexuality that regards all consensual sexual activities as fundamentally healthy and pleasurable, encouraging sexual pleasure and experimentation. So the idea of the sex positive movement is to foster a kind of more open discussion around sex and Obviously, with that comes a more open discussion around all of the attached issues that go with sex, and pertinently, in this case, around consent. Yeah, the owner of House of Yes um, in the piece makes the argument that fostering the sort of openly sexual atmosphere at parties can actually decrease harassment. Can you explain what she meant by that? If you have a more open and honest conversation about sex and consent, people are going to end up behaving better and feeling safer. Are there any resources that venue owners or just music fans can look into if they want to learn more about this issue? Yeah, so the the UK has actually made quite a lot of progress um, on this issue, perhaps more than the US. There is an organization called Good Night Out. It's a non-profit that has lots of clubs signed up to it in the UK there's also a alcohol education charity called Drink Aware. They provide formal training around customer safety at music venues and events, and they provide a specific section on dealing with situations of harassment in that training. And then Dance Safe, which is based in the US, is ramping up for a consent campaign. And another organization is the Drug Policy Alliance, which traditionally has been about drug education, but they've recently branched out into educating people about consent. To read the full article, go to noisy.vice.com. That's it for now. Thanks for listening. For more news and culture, check out vice.com. And tune in again tomorrow for another Vice Guide to Right Now. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu.